Hi everybody and welcome to AV World UK episode three. I'm joined as usual by Mr. Andrew Sharp and Mr. Mark Sumner. Hello gents. Evening Carl. Evening and also by this week's special guest we are very privileged to be joined by the wonderful Ifat Chowdhury. Hi Ifat, how you doing? Hi everybody, yeah I'm fine thanks Carl. Fantastic. Um, so this week uh, is International Women's Day. Uh, we are recording today on Tuesday. Um, this is going out on Thursday. Um, and we have had some amazing messages from people across the AV world. Thank you so much for all of them. Um, and we hope you enjoy hearing yourselves. Um, so if that, let's get straight into it. International Women's Day. Uh, absolutely enormous. There's a huge message being spread out across uh, the entire world and for fantastic reasons. Um, what does International Women's Day mean to you? I think um, for me, as you know, we've spoken spoken about this before um, when we've met, diversity and embracing all kinds of differences uh, in communities is, is something that's really important to me. One of the biggest uh, and most obvious ones is our gender. Yep. And um, I suppose... The thing that stood out this year for me with IWD is um, the theme of break the bias mm -hmm. and actually getting people to recognize that there are now um, no excuses for treating people differently in society and particularly in the workplace. So anything that champions breaking the bias, um, I'm there. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying seeing the amount of people that are getting behind this and are championing this this breaking the bias message uh, and some of the the statements that we're seeing across with the the crossed arms pictures of people that are genuinely looking to try and make changes or do things differently to affect um, in this case gender bias but I think you know as you say more wider just a, a general bias towards people that are um, maybe different from themselves um so it's a, it's a fantastic message i know that uh, you're a real champion for diversity and your message is so strong and powerful out to everyone that sort of meets you and it's really uh, uh it's great to be to be involved with and we've had conversations in the uh in the past where you know it's really for me and, and i'm sure for the other guys um you know inspirational to us to want us to make changes or be different or to to see where we can kind of affect change um, or um, understand things differently. So um, it's great to, to have you on. Um, it's really, we're really privileged to, to, to talk to you today about um, uh, challenges that are faced by people um, that are you know, maybe slightly, uh, maybe different to other people or are seen as different. So we can make changes to our ways of working or our interactions with other people. Um, I know that, you know, as three white guys, that it's probably difficult for us to, to um, come across as, as diverse. But I know that we've spoken about our different experiences and um, our understanding of diversity and what that potentially could mean. And, you know, what what is bias um, in general and, and, and what bias means to different people? Um, I guess, what does bias mean to you? Um, firstly, thank you for having me. You don't need to be to feel privileged no we really are I'm, genuinely are oh, but we're really... happy though we're happy to have you. <laughs> thank you so much um bias to me really it it it's intertwined with prejudice and yep. i know that's a really horrible word and bias sounds a little bit nicer i think in some ways but um bias in in terms of what it looks like for me is anywhere where somebody isn't being um, given the same opportunity or treated in the same way as somebody else um, and without good reason. So you may have a, a, a legitimate bias for, for, for example, employing somebody because they have a certain skill set, but it becomes an illegitimate bias when um, you are employing somebody because of the way they look or because you think they fit in or, you know, and, and actually there may be some shortcomings in their skill set, but they fit for whatever reason, whatever your agenda is. Yeah. So um, it's about being clear on some of those implicit and explicit biases as well. 
I think, mm. um, which actually um, I was reading an article this week about um, obviously March, although today is International uh, Women's Day and uh, the date is dedicated to it. March has kind of taken been taken over a little bit by campaigns to last a, you know, a little bit longer and, and yep. to drive the message further. But there has been still in 2022 um evidence of um opposition towards um and a bit of kind of here so we a, go again. What, like a pushback towards yeah yeah people celebrating or championing yeah and um i say i this find that was, shocking <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah so um it, it was a an article that i think was from uh possibly mckinsey but i'm not entirely sure in the states yeah um i'll find it and i'll 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 Pop it over to you. Yeah, send uh, us a link and we'll 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 tweet it out on on our was, uh, social. But they but the fact that there is still a bit of pushback just proves that there's still a way to go. And actually, yeah. when you look at the facts around it as well, and um, looking at things like um, the Global Gender Report and mm. you know th- things that are now based on on facts, um, the gap between just men and women at the moment is it's over about 150. We're about 150 years away from achieving that in a global sense. Yeah. And I think in the West, in Western Europe, we're at about 52 years. We're wow. on, uh, if we go on this traje- trajectory, yeah, we're about 52 years behind. And I think North America is something like 62. Wow. Louise Honeywell. One special, incredible woman in my life is my mum. She taught me all I know and made me into the woman I am today. And that's where I get my strength and my fight from. Love you, mum. Hi, this is Paul Hayes of AVM, and I want to celebrate my wife, Amy Hayes, who is an assistant principal at Outwood Redcar. And uh, she's amazing because she always puts the kids first, makes sure they're fed, watered, um, happy and healthy, and have a sanctuary, you know, for them to feel safe. Always goes above and beyond, and uh, she truly is amazing. Thanks. I guess for us, it's like looking at ways that we can accelerate that and things that we can champion, initiatives that we can look to work towards, because I'm sure the other guys will talk about their experiences as well. But, you know, I find that having as many different voices within any conversation generally leads to a much better outcome by different, uh, differing and varying opinions. And I have had some fantastic experiences in dealing with um people from all walks of life and all different backgrounds and um you know working looking at uh you know the the focus for um this month on uh international women's day or or you know wider across the month to champion that um diversity of, of gender diversity within the um within the workplace um some of the most interesting and and insightful conversations have been when there's been multiple genders in the room i've been lucky to have been part of project planning um lucky to have been part of um you know site survey or, or things like that where there's multiple people from a technical background and everybody's listened to and i've been really lucky and where i've not experienced or seen for myself in in those situations um maybe gender bias because it's been a valued conversation between peers and between equals um but i'm sure that we wouldn't be doing this and championing it if that was always the case we're not there we still much more for us to do um andy have you ever experienced anything where it's maybe gone the other way or a different version or a different view on uh, bias towards i've got to say i'm not quite as shocked as i should be to hear some of this stuff because having worked in the industry quite a while you saw and i think the thing with bias is that it's never oh you know she is this and therefore we're not going to deal with her it's always a little bit more nuanced it's the sort of the little bits around the edges um but you look across um you know big companies and 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 not just in our industry but lots of different industries and statistically speaking the numbers are very heavily skewed in one gender over the other and it's Mm. i don't think that there's a lot of people that are making deliberate choices but i think there are some awful people making deliberate choices but i think a lot of a large part of it is this unconscious bias thing um, where people sort of not accidentally fall into a way of thinking. But it's a really good example. We were talking about, you know, um, this around the world. You know, America still doesn't have any sort of form of maternity rights at all. Uh, they often style themselves as, you know, uh, leader of the free world. And, of course, you know, very advanced in lots of different ways. 
but yet they're still really, really, really far behind an awful lot of things uh, in, in terms of maternity. And that's a real sort of blind spot for them specifically, while that's such a massive gap. And even comparing that with other parts of Western Europe, um, where Estonia has, uh, I did a little bit of research before, um, <laughs> eight, 87 weeks, uh, I think they said, eight, you know, is it 87? Yeah, 87 weeks of maternity up to uh, on a maximum case. So it's more than a year, it's a year and a half. I'm yeah. sure not all of that is paid, but it's there is a sort of cultural thing within sort of northern and, and certain parts of Western Europe where they are a little bit more mindful of bringing um, a work-life balance and happiness and family into um, you know people's life and of course um, you know maternity isn't just a, a woman's problem it's a man's problem as well and family isn't just a purely a female issue as well it's a it's everything um, but there are still really obviously big discrepancies across the world. So when if that sort of quote in that 52 year change um, for Western Europe, but it kind of makes sense. And in, in yeah. when you have to sort of plug the gaps all over the place. Um, although I always try and look at this more positively. You compare what it was like growing up in the 90s, not giving away my age at all. Um, and it is less bad than it was, I guess. You know, the really good thing about being on LinkedIn today was it really was a flurry of lots of people saying, hey, this is a good idea. We should know what it takes 30 seconds to post something and, or, or click a like. I am incredibly lazy when it comes to social media. And even I managed to do something today just because it's not really that hard. But you used to get, there's a famous comedian in England called Richard Herring and every International Women's Day, what he would do is he would retweet, you know, it's International Women's Day. And it would be floods and floods of people going, oh, why don't you have International Men's Day? You know, kind of you're missing the point there you know yeah. and that sort of thing has been decreasing over the last couple of years to a point where he kind of doesn't need to do it so much and he sort of does it a slightly different way now but just that sort of objective metric sort of says it's maybe slightly better but still pretty rubbish i guess i i guess like it's key to point out also that i know that um that we have listeners that have um come from varying different gender backgrounds and things and and the, the point of today's conversation is around you know international women's day and that it doesn't mean that we're maybe not sensitive to um you know the the, the spectrum of of genders and, and other people that are out there and that we talk about it in the context of you know, international women's day and the, the traditional way that it is but you know that we're as um you know uh, as a community a group that we're not insensitive to uh the lgbtq plus a community that are potentially aff affected by that and uh and that also have experienced prejudice and bias and and um you know negative impact towards them so you know i, th I think it brings in so many questions and it brings in so many so many discussion points um around how we can break that bias how we can change the way that these things are done and i was talking to somebody in the week about um you know education for people and the people that need to be targeted by education aren't necessarily the people that seek it and um in this in this scenario um and so how do the messages get across to home to invoke change or, or to help to um as we said break the bias or 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 how can we work collaboratively to make those changes that are needed? Um, because it's so important that we do. And, and I guess, you know, through some of the initiatives that you're putting together, um, if that, and, the, and the conversations that you're having with people and the things that you're, you're putting together to, to help do that, a big part of that will be education. I think education is, is one thing, but also having really strong role models and um, having practical examples is it goes hand in hand with education yeah. and when when you look at how few if you look across if you just take the AV industry and look across at how many females there are in leadership roles um, and then look at the the stats and the research around how many women generally are promoted into leadership or managerial positions it's still really really low yeah and um, it's something when, when I consider all different elements of diversity I uh, and, and when I've spoken to people about recruitment I do ask people um, in terms of their organization if I was looking at your organization as a young person entering the AV industry for example is there anybody here that that looks like me or is there you know is there an opportunity for me to uh, climb the ladder here or do I need to move organization in order to for my career to progress yeah so there, there are all of those elements as well so yeah absolutely education is 
is key but education unfortunately um on its own it, it's you know all theory and no practice i think just doesn't work you yeah you've got to have the experiential you know to, to for it to really affect any kind of change so the more we can spotlight our you know and, and it's like andy said it's fantastic today linkedin was really lit up with posts from from companies probably the most i've seen Ever. Mm, it definitely I, I think that um you know the awareness is is better than ever it's not just the odd post here and there that people are embarrassed to be affiliated with but even andy clicks like on someone's post so andy could find me. his login for his social media accounts <laughs> is a, is a... <laughs> but it is there's still there is still an embarrassment and i could and i won't name and shame because that's not my style but i can off the top of my head off the record give you 10 names of men in our industry who will not have liked a single post today wow easily i could probably push it even more than that and it won't be i'm busy they actively won't they will see the posts they will not because there's still a stigma attached to um supporting a post that's a bit fluffy a bit kind of you know outside of their comfort zone it's not that they're not supporters they just don't want to be seen to be supporting amy thornhill north amber my honourable mention goes to Louise Honeywell for being one of the strongest women that I know, a great role model and all-round great leader. I'm Kathleen, I work in the IT industry and a woman I admire is Julia Kieran, who paved the way for females within the esports industry. We'd, we'd like to give a big shout out to Tara Harris, filling in for Sophie while she's on maternity leave. You're doing a great job, Tara. Keep up the good work, and we couldn't do it without you both. Thanks for all your help. I don't think anybody here, I mean, Mark, yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't have any issues with with clicking like, but I know that you'll go, like for us here, we won't, we'll go above and beyond that to try and actively promote our um, support for this. You know, I know that you've probably, you know, done the same, Mark. Yeah, I think it's you're absolutely right. And what Andy said, and in fact, what you said was 100%. And about eight, nine years ago, that the unconscious bias was actually brought up to me. Uh, and I think that education does, does change because you're absolutely right. You can look across your network, your family network, your extended network, and you can look at it and go, wow, it's, it's in real life. It is here. And I think education does go a long way but we have to start the change. So everybody has to be part of that. And if one person isn't, then it does fail because that one person can have effect on what other people think. We are a society of interaction, talking, tweeting, social media, and one person's voice can be stronger than many. And I think it's that very much that where that is now and where people are that bias it does need to be pointed out and you know it is a it isn't right you should be looking outside of the box you shouldn't be looking for this mindset of this is what i have on paper that's all i can do no everybody can be anything you know you know we spoke many times previously at football you know it's it's very driven but I, i run a football club and the girls you know i can't wait till we get girls teams and girls in because they absolutely flourish but we've got girls mixing with boys and the the age was changed only a few years ago so that they could mix for even longer so that girls can develop just as much as boys can and it's giving those equal opportunities regardless of what anybody is does looks like and making sure that everyone is treated the same and i think that's that's the key thing although it's international wednesday it's this is one bias that needs to change of many and there is many out there and by changing one we can change another and if we yeah. can change enough, we can change everything. I, I, I had a different experience coaching. I coached a, uh, a a kids football team, and the best player on our team was a girl, and we didn't ever mm. want her to go. <laughs> she now plays semi professional, and uh, she was by far and away the best player on our team. And every single one of the players um, got in, within our team got a very different, uh, a much more positive experience because they knew that just because they were boys did not in any way, shape or form make them better at sport. So they were, or, or in, and in that scenario. So, you know, she, she was a, a, a fantastic uh, team member and by far and away as skillful as, as anybody in our league. When you see somebody with that kind of natural ability, it was, it was phenomenal. So it was, it was, we were really lucky to have a player like that on our team. And for the, for what is still, you know, she was playing in a mixed, uh, mixed team, 
and you know the rest of the team was was boys that she was playing around and but the fact that she stood out head and shoulders above the, the other players around her gave the the other players a, you know an experience and I heard some of the best comments that you hear from children you know where we were playing against other teams and and you'd see them line up and the kids knew that she was one of the best players so you'd hear the other team like right well we'll pass it to her and then the players on our team like you won't beat her <laughs> there's no way you're going around it <laughs> she's uh she's fantastic so you know it was really lucky to see we were i was really lucky to have a, a players like that within our team just wanted to be and uh in and around somebody with that kind of skill and that kind of talent and and appreciated them for i think for, how uh, how, how these females are actually uh, promoted and supported is really important as well so the language mm. around it where um and you've probably heard it you know that you know the whole um if if a female is pushy or you know has has issues in or you know has has a, a strong personality yeah. whereas a man will be described as assertive um you know th- there are those subtle things so it also yeah. depends on how that person is actually supported to grow in 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 that role as well yeah uh, and and take on those difficult because although she was she would have done really well in your team you don't know what kind of experience she had with when playing against other players and when you're being marked as well and you're being marked yeah. maybe by another boy who's yeah. who may, you know the things that they say on the pitch or you know it's all of those subtle things that actually can really chip away at someone's confidence yeah for, for boys and for girls hi it's Karis green from shore I'd like to give a shout out to all the wonderful women who help and support the Avixa Women's Council. Specifically here in the UK, Sadie Groom, Rachel Hamilton, Tanya Houston, Sarah Carlos, Cara Charlton, Sarah Joyce, Gabby Rand, Becky Can, Faye Bennett, Sammy Buse, Deborah Jones and Erica Whittle. Happy International Women's Day everyone. I'm Peter DeSange, Director of Aviate North Amber. It's International Women's Day and I'd like to celebrate the fantastic work of Amy Thornhill, Harley Chubb, Louise Honeywell and Lydia Evans and all the other women at North Amber. We can only succeed with you guys. Happy Women's Day to all of you. Hey, this is Sammy Buse. I am doing a shout out to some absolute legends. That's Honey, Chairs, Beth, Nazbike, Sumin, Wanhe, Sarah. You guys are amazing, and not to mention the incredible women that is in our AV industry. You guys are phenomenal. You rock my world. Peace. I guess, I guess, from from you know, when we look at our, our experiences in in life and and just in general, you know, we've been we've we've experienced lots of different. Uh, we've had lots of different experiences around uh, diversity. We were sort of talking previously around, you know, um, within the workplace and how we can understand our colleagues better. Maybe they come wherever they come from, different backgrounds, and and um, and how. Um, you know, I was lucky to have uh, experience of cultural awareness training as part of a previous employer where I worked with a number of Japanese colleagues and they provided us with um, cultural awareness training for our colleagues so that we could understand them um, better and that we could you know, appreciate their heritage and their background and why they um, approached things maybe differently uh, to us and they were also given our, our colleagues from Japan because they, they were on a three-year rotation working in, in various areas across Europe and they were given cultural awareness training for working with um, British colleagues and it was something that was unique to me from uh, my previous experiences of being taken to a room and taught about the differences between me and some of my colleagues and and I think that what actually came out of that was from both sides a different appreciation for each other and our heritage from things that we just wouldn't understand unless we'd asked we sat and basically interviewed them and asked them all these questions and even then it was probably be things that they were uncomfortable with but you know it was really interesting to to as a concept for me and and something that i would definitely like to see more of within the workplace of understanding you know, um, our, our colleagues better and, and being given that, you know, that education to understand um, that, but understand what can be done that's different. How can we do things differently? You know, we talked, you, you talked about education being part of it and tied into other things. So what are the other parts that we can, we can do? And 
you know, Andy, I know that you've got different experiences with people with with you know cultural awareness and um, cultures and backgrounds and people affecting in different ways. But you're right; it, it is fundamentally at its very root, it is othering. It's making other people be other. They're different. They're not the same as us. And it's really easy to be. Well, I don't understand them, and I'm not going to try and understand them. And they're different, and that's weird. And they can just go yeah. away and leave me alone. <laughs> and actually, there's a lot of parallels between cultural differences and probably sexism because I think that kind of ha- there is a form of othering and it, it's slightly different way um when it comes to gender but there if you work primarily in a in an office that is male only you'll grow up only thinking about the cultural norms being male cultural norms not appreciating that's maybe sort of a skewed way of looking at society a little bit I think a, an awful lot of people is uh, that do things in a way that upsets and harms other people isn't always deliberate. I think it's born out of ignorance. I don't think people mean intend to be sexist. Some do, I'm sure they do, but the vast majority probably don't. It's just, you know, for want of a better term, stupidity, ignorance, uh, sometimes arrogance, assuming this is how I do things and this is right and everyone else is wrong. But when you see people as the other, so often what you'll get, I think, is the more people tend to spend a bit more time together and like you said with an analogy for yours when you have a different culture when you understand that really they're just everybody's exactly the same with just different haircuts it, it, it's really it, <laughs> we're it's looking at mark who's, who's had a fresh shave <laughs> but it, it really is just it's that it's that straightforward sometimes you make people spend a bit of time together and you're like oh no actually yeah i'm not gonna other this other person i'm gonna treat them differently because they're different yeah because they're just like me. And it's, it sounds like you're you're speaking to children when you say that. But actually, when you break it down, it is really fundamental. But it's actually quite hard because you, as a person, I, you know, I'm 37. I'll have spent 37 years of building up these weird layers of cultural norms that only exist for me. So to unpick that is actually quite hard. To go back and say, everything I've believed my entire life is a lie, it, that's, <laughs> that's maybe a little bit dramatic, but it, there is a, there's a tiny kernel of a point in there, I think, where you sort of yeah. think it's it's actually quite difficult um, to unpack. So it's all incremental, small little changes, why nothing's ever going to be okay tomorrow, but maybe, hopefully. Do you think it's down to like people being more tolerant of understanding where they're going wrong? I find I find that you're not always aware. Like you talk about, you know, the unconscious bias and stuff. But so if you're not aware, it's down that's then translated. I think that there's a fear factor potentially from some people to not when they're pulled up on something or or not to want to be pulled up on something. So you can potentially go, you know, maybe into it, another another engage. You can't yeah. make a mistake if you say nothing. Uh, exactly, it's and rather than us. sort of addressing it, then yeah. you've got you, you go the other way. And I w- I think it would be better to 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 potentially change that mindset of you know i'm happy to be pulled up on something in the right way and told you know that's not appropriate or that 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 cause offense or whatever if if you're unintentionally doing it if you're intentionally going out to offend or cause upset then you know then you gotta take what you get back (laughs) you've got got a couple of things there because you've got there's got to be a will right to 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 accept when you're wrong yeah so the difference is where somebody actually thinks I didn't realize I was doing that and I'm really sorry and I'm going to make amends or there's the other attitude of so what you know it, yeah. why should why should I change and that that's 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 where the challenge lies so um I think a, a lot of it is about speaking up and about recognizing that being open I suppose be, being open to change being shown the way yeah. Yeah, I th- I think you've got to, or to yeah, consider we... consider different ways and just show respect for each other. Yeah. Louise Honeywell. I would like to raise awareness for Suzanne Tierman from No Star. For a vendor, she is my rock and works extremely hard. In fact, I never think she switches off. She's put together an all-women team in the UK of Jenny and Sylvia, which are also amazing too. Love you, Suzanne. Hi, this is Davinda Rai from AVISBL. I'd like to say a happy International Women's Day to everyone in the AV industry, all the women I've worked with in the past and in the future. Thanks very much. My name is Abby. I work in customer service and I admire Lydia Evans for her creativity and for her bravery. Hi, this is Harley from North Amber. Um, happy Women's Day, everybody. 
Today I'd like to celebrate my best friend Cassie Stuckey from Diversified. Her achievements are just amazing and she does so so well in everything that she does. Um, she's the bestest friend that I could ever ask for. She's always motivated me to do better. Um, so yeah, I think she's definitely worth a mention. Thank you always, Cassie. Love you lots. If you look across the world, and I'm going to put a good tagline here for you, that what if, and what if Ian Musk didn't want to go electric? Everybody enjoys change. Most of your good experiences will be from people outside of your circle and it'll be outside of what you thought if you go down a straight road you're only going to keep going down that straight road and finding the same things on that road however if you wave off and go into a field and go that you're going to find differences and differences is where we all come together and differences of create new things new experiences and that's what's happened in the world it's it's taken a long time like you said in fact it's going to take a lot longer at the projection but I think the world is starting to realise that previously everything has been wrong in some places, you know. Some some right. have been better in certain areas, you know. What what if, you know, we said certain things were only for men and only for women? Well, that's not right. It's not. Everybody can do any job. Everybody can do any activity. And it doesn't matter who you are, what you are. If you believe you can do it, then you can do it. You can go and do it. You can be it. And I think when you look, experiences that you've had you know i've been told many a times you know you can't do this because you're too young what does age have to do with anything do you think i'm skillful enough yes so what what's what's the problem you're too young okay fine no problem and i've walked away from that and gone okay i must be too young for that and then you, you look back now and you go well no that's not really an excuse that's not really a reason you know because a job doesn't have an age minimum like obviously apart from being an adult uh you know so jobs you have to be an adult. Uh, um, but there's things like that that we must look at and even those things you know i think are passed up and on like i said a day like today you know we have to look at it and go everybody can be anything and it this this episode comes at a great time because over the weekend uh my little kids had me watching zootropolis into my head as we're talking through this i've got the little bunny going it's a city where anybody can be anything well, that's what we have to strive to, and that's where we should go to. And I've got a little girl. I've got uh, I've got a year old. I've got a five year old who, you know, they want they change what they want to be every week. And will I say no? You can't do that. No, it's okay. Well, how are you going to do it? How are you going to get there? How are yeah. we going to do this? You know, it's that poor. And I think that's the key thing of we as males have to be the role models too. You know, it's great putting women out there to go, you you aspire to be this, but we need the role model of, we're not going to balk you, you know, we're going to push you, we're going to thrive for you to be whatever you need to be. Yeah. I think that's that's the really key message to kind of come out. Yeah, and, and, and a key word there is be an ally. And I think you've probably yeah. seen that across social media a lot. Yeah. Um, it is used a lot. And and having ally, allies, allies don't have a gender. So yeah. actually females supporting females, males, you know, females supporting males. It, it's all round. It's actually being a good ally to to your fellow peers and your colleagues and, and people in society generally. Yeah. And when I think back to the to. I'll put it out there that I'm not a Thatcherite, but when I think that while I was at school, we had a female prime minister and, and I know that um, she's been labeled as, you know, having male traits, whatever that means, you know, to, to whoever, it feels like we've kind of regressed that even though we had a female figurehead in that era, it was still a male dominated work environment. And w when you, you think of some of the stories that have come out, from that era of sort yeah. of um, you know coming up to the 90s it's quite shocking what women put up with in the workplace and the kind of the bias that existed then and hasn't really changed and, and sometimes I do wonder was it because she didn't champion it was it because she tried to be more male maybe I don't know I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure I, th I think as a as a leader she held her own and she did a phenomenal phenomenal job to be voted back three times yeah in spite of being female so I guess it's in spite yeah. of being female within that time, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. the, you know, her leadership was seen as, as her leadership and the words that she said were, were brought into and, you know. And she's labelled the Iron Lady, right? So, yeah. so there's, there's all of that. But you don't hear of men being called the Iron Man, right? You, you... Well, other than Tony Stark, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> 
No All comment. roads lead home. The has been broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was very different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have <laughs> voted him in three times as Prime Minister, but uh, yeah. I would. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. At the moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you, it, it's 100% right that, that we're, we're... But I can't think of a, a male leader, in, in certainly in, in, in my uh, knowledge, who has that same label in the same way that she did because she was female no i don't don't think so i mean we you know uh, i guess if we look at you know we praised leaders in the past of of probably only churchill i guess would be the only one that you would would say that as but even then not to the same extent and not um not in that way hi everyone it's Hayley middlehurst just want to say happy international women's day to all of the strong females out there in the channel representing what we do best and this is a special shout out especially to my friend and inspiration who i work with all the time natalie seymour you're doing a great job and i'm so proud to be able to work with you on a daily basis happy international women's day everyone Hi, I'm Dan Clark from North Amber AV. I want to celebrate Women's Day, especially in this AV channel. I work with some fantastic ladies in the market, but from resellers and vendors alike. I work with Hayley Middlehurst from Sony, Carly Everton from Avacor, Chaya Sahota from Carillion, Raina Horn from Reflex, this is just to name a few, but everyone is so important and fantastic in this channel. I also want to shout out to my team, Amy, Lydia, Lou and Harley. Without them, the business wouldn't be the same. They're fantastic assets to our business. I really appreciate everything they do. Thank you, ladies. Thank you to the whole channel for everything you do and bring to the business. Keep up the good work. Thank you. We've seen like, the evolution now to the changes in the workplace of the you know the push and and you know we talk about social media being a very small part I think in you know in of it, but certainly a more visible part of people more willing and open to share their. Uh, support and be a com- be an ally for um, you know changing the narrative and and making sure that others see that they are conscious of you know gender bias or that they're conscious of uh, you know inequality within mm. the environment and challenging their work environments to be more diverse to challenge their you know their bosses or or, or the you know their workplaces to make sure that they maintain a certain standard and you know I hope that we can speed up that fifty plus years um, and we can accelerate our, our push towards a much more equal society and and that we can make sure that we do everything that we can either people that are affected to create change or people that are allied to make sure that they are their changes are made and and that take place and it's not you know just a post on social media but more tangible actions to create that and and i in some ways the posts are tangible actions i guess you know and and it is does break the you know the bias towards one thing but you know where it can be more celebration on a more regular basis of you know achievements that there are more diverse boardrooms that there are more leadership and people that are um seen as as peers more visually and, and openly and less assumptions made, right? Yeah. So especially where you've got some really talented females who are really knowledgeable and, and know their tech, but they are, you know, the, the questions are then directed to their male colleagues or they're, they're openly asked, oh, is, is somebody here I can speak to about the product? Yeah. You know, actually ask the question. Give, give that female the opportunity to say to you, actually, I do know the answer and here it is. Yeah, there's a lot of that that I think is getting better and people are more aware of, but there's still a bit of a journey. I guess it's it's a part of it is understanding that we're on a journey that you know that you know, more visual, um, more visibility of it doesn't mean that we're done. It's it needs to be continuously more visibility of um, this and the you know there needs to be a, a a world that we can strive for where you know the person that is in the room is the right person for that conversation now where there's always times where it's the wrong person and it could well be that that question isn't for the for for them but it, the person that is not technically able to answer that question could be any gender it doesn't matter yeah. so uh you know as long if the right person's in the room then that right person is there and and there is not that assumption that because they are they look one way or sound one way or act one way that they're not capable and that you know we're more open to seeing 
people that maybe wouldn't be what we would traditionally think of within that particular role. And I really hope that we see more, as I said, you know, we have, I've had some great experiences where it's been really diverse conversation and it's generated some fantastic ideas by the fact that there was a, a diverse conversation. Um, you know, we had on last week's episode, we had Hayley, um, who joined us and we had a fantastic conversation around demonstrations and our all of our experiences with demonstrations and from different areas and as Hayley rightly said she's a bit of a feminist where you know she uh, she wants to think that she's going to lift the, the screen up the stairs but uh, you know we all agreed that the laziness in any of us would <laughs> hold us back and and that you know those kind of conversations where we're able to have with with all of our industry peers and colleagues and it's understanding the right language to use it's understanding the the right terminology and being able to open to listening if somebody else is is has a different way of thinking to yourself yeah and, and I think Haley made a really good point there you know about when it came to that demo and if you're carrying something heavy skills are skills right strength is strength if yeah. somebody is stronger than me whether they're male or female and is able to help me carry something up a flight of stairs I'm going to welcome that support I'm not going to try and break my back just because just to prove yeah. a point or to drop it or or <laughs> <laughs> probably more likely fall down the stairs myself which um, I've been known to do a few times oh, but yeah. um, oh, I think I'm overdue a fall actually I think working from home has benefited me <laughs> you um, saved all of those workplace uh, you know uh, if, where there's blame there's a claim because yes. <laughs> but um, it's still a, you know it, it's still asking for help in those situations is not a sign of weakness it, it mm. really isn't but where um you know, and, and I know of, of male colleagues who feel a little bit worried about offering help where, where they feel that, oh, should I, should I actually offer help or should I not? Because w- will you be offended if I offer help? Yeah. And, and I think that's where it gets a bit silly that actually helping a colleague with something that's visibly heavy and saying, look, let's share the load and do it. You know, let, let's lift it together or let's do this is there's no, you know, there's no harm in that there's no I wouldn't be offended by that I, I don't know many people who who would um I think possibly the the offense bit comes in when assumptions are made that that yeah. person would be upset if that if you ask them or... either that or you know I think it, it, if you assume that they're not capable of doing something no matter what yeah. it is you, you know yeah. um I think that people would quite rightly assume that I can't lift a hundred inch screen up the stairs on my own um because um, I'm definitely not built that way, <laughs> but you know, if people were to assume um, and be condescending towards me because they, um, I couldn't work out something technically to do with my job that I've been doing for for many years, then yeah, I would. And 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 in the same way that you know, if I was to assume that somebody couldn't do something just out of uh, by uh, you know the way that they look or or who they are, then I would find that completely wrong. And I guess for me, I uh, I find it you know, staggering because it's not something that's natural to me. Um, and, and it doesn't, it's not something that comes normal to me to, to be that way. Um, you know, I like to think that I'm very open-minded and, and always would like to, to feel that I, not something that I would ever want to cause offense and that I value my peers equally, uh, if they're in the right position and they're doing their job to the best of their ability, that that is what's valued rather than who they are or, or yeah. what they've said. So, and I know that that's something that's, you know, a clear similarity that's shared between the three of us that, that when we do this is that, you know, we have conversations and we have, you know, laughs and jokes and <laughs> with each other about all different things, but at no point is it something that is to uh, cause offence to anybody in particular or to each other, because I think we all know that there's a there's a clear line for us that where of things that would, you know, that are appropriate or not appropriate. And, and you know, uh, I know, I think the word banter sometimes gets a bit overused um, as a as an excuse. I just think it gets. I just think it gets you overused. I mean, you you know, in the football teams and stuff like that, Mark. I mean, you used to hear like the ban- the banter, banter Not conversation. Yeah, you know, and I think there is what there is banter. You know, that is a is a valid point. You can have, play off each other and have a conversation, but you know, uh, using it as an excuse for inappropriate behaviour is not not acceptable in my opinion by any by any way. Sometimes it's used as a defence mechanism for people that kind of don't understand as well. And it kind of led into what I was, I was going to ask, so it's quite a good forming conversation. <laughs> yeah, if I was an amazing role model, uh, obviously out there at the moment, we're, we're, we're looking for people 
of like ourselves who are lucky enough to have diversity training and lucky to have cultural training. But if is there anywhere people can go who haven't been as lucky as we have? You know, because as you said, there's still a lot out there in the world that he's changed. These places they can go to find it. And maybe some of the listeners might actually have a look and see and help themselves. Um, I'm working on some things at the moment. So that that's a bit of a work in progress. So coming soon. But um do you know the, the first point is not to overthink things. And I think if you're being respectful, you're probably on the right tracks. And and just talk to the person. If if you think, or even talk to a colleague, if you think that something doesn't feel right, if your gut feel is that you know that that was wrong, if you witnessed something or um you've been on the receiving end of something, just reach out to somebody and talk it through because it could be a simple misunderstanding. And a lot of things can get resolved just by having that open communication i'm happy to talk to anybody so um you know and if if somebody wants to to reach out and and actually i think i've told you um before that i i've received a lot of messages over the last couple of years from people who have told me things that they've witnessed and things that they've experienced that actually are quite heartbreaking and i think that probably the bit that's more heartbreaking is that some of these things didn't need to happen and for some people to be feeling that the their only way out of a situation is to leave employment or change change where they're working because they couldn't cope with that environment anymore is really it, it's sad for that employer as well as as, as well as the employee so um, I think it boils down to respect um, there's loads of resources uh, on the internet there's no real ex- excuse anymore for not educating yourself if there's a genuine desire to do so i think the problem generally occurs in situations where whoever it is who um what's the right word i was going to use perpetrator that's a bit harsh i think the issue is where people don't think that they're wrong where they feel that they have the the right to call anybody what they like or treat anybody how they want or you know that's where you have a bit more of a that that's the tough nut to crack i think well um if i we really enjoyed chatting with you today. Uh, it's been so insightful. Honestly, we're all we're, you know, blown away. I really appreciate you joining us. Um, we hope that everybody's enjoyed listening to their messages of support for International Women's Day. Um, but we can't close it out without handing over to Mr. Sharp. Um, I guess you've got a little quiz or something for us at the end, uh, Andy? Oh, you say quiz. Um, is it a quiz? <laughs> no, of course it's not. No, is I it thought, a bird? Is it a plane? <laughs> I thought, because the uh, the word of the day is role model, what I've done is I've got three historical badasses I thought it would be really good to have finish on. So, good, number mate. one is a lady called Annie Edison Taylor. Annie Edison Taylor was born in 1838, lived to 1921, she was an American school teacher who, on her 63rd birthday in 1901, became the first person to survive a trip over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Now, really? Wow. The thing I've about been there and it is me, big. It so, is yeah, big. <laughs> not only is she the first person that ever did it, but she was 63 when she did it. My goodness me. 63. <laughs> wow. So, I'm 37 and I would die immediately. Halfway down. <laughs> end of. So not only did, like so there's this tiny little and there's a really good picture online if you look her up. There's she's quite a small lady, so she fits into the barrel, no problem. But she's like properly dressed, you know, prim and I'm, proper not, and I'm not picturing like is is a wooden barrel. Like a normal yeah, and like so a... literally a wooden barrel, two metal straps around the end, bit of wood on the top kick her off the end of the Niagara Falls. And not only that, so she goes all the way down, over the top, gets out the bottom end, is like, oh, everyone, I'm fantastic. Wins loads of money because it was a bit of a bet. She was, you know, did it did it because she said, I can do it, other people can't. Hmm. Won a load of money, did it again. No way! Yeah. <laughs> if you've Survived done it again? <laughs> Survived, Survived again? Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. No. And then lived a whole bunch of years after that. So that was in, wow. um, that was in 19... Oh, I mean, one that she did badass, it. But, lived but another I mean, twenty-one years. No way. Would like once you, you crackers, but twice. <laughs> yeah. So no way. Number yeah, uh, the second one is a uh, a Chinese lady who lived in the eighteen hundreds. Her name was Zheng Ji Sao, uh, also referred to as Ching Shi. Uh, practiced pronunciation on that. <laughs> um, she was. 
the largest or the biggest ever pirate king, I suppose, pirate queen, I suppose, to be <laughs> um, correct. But she, was the, she had the biggest ever pirate fleet that ever existed. So when her husband died in 1807, she became the commander of the Guangdong Pirate Confederation, which had 400 ships and 60,000 men. Wow. She wow. entered into, into she's entered into multiple wars with lots of different things. But among the people that she fought was the East India Company, who are you know not <laughs> yeah. the nicest. We've seen pirates um, of the Caribbean. We've seen pirates of the Caribbean exactly. <laughs> uh, the Portuguese Empire, so all of Portugal, she had a fight with. <laughs> um, I'm coming and then for you. <laughs> the, the Qing Empire in China, which is um, they were loosely related to why China was called China. So they were like a massive empire. Millions of people under there, and she and she fought them. And not only that, she won. She retired um, when she was sixty-eight, um, and she basically wow. won. She just won so hard that everybody just gave her <laughs> loads of money and said, "Can you stop beating us all the time?" And she retired a happy, happy lady. Uh, lots Fair of kids, play. lovely big family and stuff. So badass. she was a badass. They're amazing, absolute badasses, uh, Andy. Well, have you got a last one? One final one. Wrap us up. Okay. So number three is more of a fact than anything else, but I'll okay. throw a couple of facts out there, which Go are um, woman-based fact. Uh, women see 20% more colour than men um, because of some genetic mutations in their eyes. So um, it's a weird sort of concept to think, but they can see more colours than we can be mindful that they can see. I say we, I, a man. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> not you, if it, you can see everything. <laughs> That's what got me into this mess. <laughs> I'm gonna blame yeah, unfortunately, that now. I'm blame unfortunately now. no one else can see it but you can see us so that's that's really unfortunate for you um amazing thank you so much they're Andy. really great. good folks uh, great thank you um if i honestly thank you so much for joining us today um Absolute as I said, pleasure. really really enjoyed having you on we hope you come back again and join us uh it's been a really really interesting conversation thank you so much Thank you to everyone that's been supporting us so far. We hope you all enjoyed listening to yourselves uh, and your messages of support for International Women's Day throughout the episode. Um, we really hope you come back and listen to us again next week. Um, next week, we're going to be joined by Greg Mack and we're going to be talking through uh, what is audiovisual. Um, really appreciate all of the support that you've had for us so far. Um, please keep liking, sharing and subscribing. We're on Spotify. Google Podcasts, or you can find us directly at uh, avworlduk.com. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all again. Bye bye. Subscribe now to the new AV World UK podcast.